You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hi! Hey guys, welcome back. Yes, it is the end of April. I'm so sad. I just saw somebody there posted, they're like, I'm going on vacation, see you in May. And I'm like, wow, that's a long time. And I was like, wait, it's actually not. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. But so, it's also time for like, it's going to be May meme. With it's going to be May. It's my favorite. <laughs> my absolute favorite. I love like, it. I literally just run around May for saying that. And John's just like, I can't deal with you. Come back <laughs> on May 2nd, John. Come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how was your weekend? I don't remember. <laughs> you say this every time. I'm like, what did I do this weekend? We actually, uh, well, I just watched Lemonade like the rest of America. Yeah, like everyone else. <laughs> like and more Prince can, you know, yeah, continue to you more. know, ugh, yeah. it's, it's not real. I don't shut them out. I know. Um, like, we watched a lot of funny, like, Prince story videos this morning, and I'm like, my heart feels warm. Watch the SNL special because it was so great because it showed, like, all his performances. And, okay. Like, it, it was, I think it was the first, because everything I've seen, obviously there's a lot of, like, great stuff out there, but most of it's just made me sad, but that made me feel happy. I was like, I feel good. I, I, I will try yeah. to watch it. I, I have feelings about SNL right now, so. But it's, uh, it's a good one. Okay. It, it takes it all the way back to, like, his per- first performance on oh, there. He's and, such a baby. And, yeah. He was so he was cute. So, such a baby. Like, this was before he was really known yeah and then um just his performances throughout the ages on there and then ending with the 40th like they just had their like, yeah i saw that they had like a secret yeah performance and so yeah they had and like he was on the show originally but then they did a secret performance and they aired that and it was oh awesome. my goodness that's amazing. and i was so jealous because there was like all these people on stage and i'm like you don't even deserve to stand on a stage with prince right i know that's shady but i'm sorry I like, just, I was, like it was just real so many great prince stories and i just remember when he was on new girl i think it was two seasons ago Yes. I was like freaking and I was like Prince is on New Girl oh my goodness and I love that he's the one who asked exactly because he loves just he loves the, the Nick's show. relationship yeah. that's amazing which I'm like same same exactly when are they getting back together uh, those two crazy ship kids? it <laughs> shipping it so anyways we're kind of switching things up today we originally had another topic to talk about but I came in here after having just a really crazy 24 hour period and I was like can we talk about anxiety because I need to talk about yes. it because get it off your chest it's in me and I need it out um and I think that it's something that's just I'm seeing it more, but I'm still, there's a stigma around it, especially like we want to hide it from clients. I see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just because I know for me, like working, when I started out in the wedding industry, the last thing I wanted to let people know is I suffer from anxiety because you're going to assume that I won't be able to handle the stress of a wedding. And it's, that's not how it works, but that's just how people make it very simplified. And they think, oh, well, if you suffer from anxiety, then you can't handle this stressful job or whatever. Yeah. So That's I think for real. me, like I, for a, a lot of people don't know that I even suffer from anxiety because for a long time I've just kind of kept it, you know, yeah. to myself. It's your own personal um, thing. And Chris was more talking about like generalized anxiety disorder, but anxiety has so many different ways. And I didn't really, you know, I think we've all suffered from a little bit of anxiety at some point in our lives. And it just, it goes from being very minimal to being very extreme. And I think one thing that I kind of, not that I've been struggling with or anything, but one thing that I do identify more and more as I get older is agoraphobia, which is the fear of going out. As somebody mm-hmm. like me that loves going outside, but it's literally like the fear, the panic attack when you're in a setting where you can't easily escape. And because of the way 
that society has been going, especially with public shootings and mass shootings. It's yes, really like in I've the back of my mind. People, it's yeah, been like, I guess it's been that. sitting in the back of my mind. And like recently I sometimes things are happening and I'm like, I really don't want to go. And I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm like, because I wouldn't be comfortable in such a setting where I feel like I need to be, you know, near the exits. And I know, um, I know some people who, you know, agree with me as well. And then there's panic disorder where you have severe panic attacks. And then there's also um, depression is- depression, and there's selective mutism, which is something where you have the inability to speak. So this is what people usually call stage fright. When you get on stage, you're usually and you're in a situation and suddenly... But it's not that you're just nervous. It's right. that you literally, literally actually cannot Exactly. Speak. Your body mm-hmm. is having a reaction where it's shutting down and saying, don't, you know, we're not speaking right now. Like, we're, we're done. And also separation anxiety, which is something I think we've all, you know, especially introverts, suffer from. Yeah, we're away from home for too long. We're like, oh, snap or something comfortable, whether that's a person or like a place or a thing. You just get anxious about not having that near you. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many different social phobia. Like that's like, I think one of the biggest ones for a lot of people, um, especially creatives who work from home is having to be in an environment where you're around a lot of social people and of social settings. And then you have like this intense fear that just kind of gives you like yeah anxiety so anxiety has so many different forms and depression is such a a big big thing especially with creatives because we are all kind of always in our feelings and (laughs) and i like i don't know what the the science is behind it but it's it's just proven time and time again that a lot of times creatives suffer from you know either anxiety or depression or other things right um and i think that again it's, it's one of those things that especially if you're a creator and and your brand is happy and that sort of thing um it's it's just so taboo in, in and it's taboo across the board right. but i feel like it's extremely taboo like with what we do right um and i know i've talked about like you know my social anxiety and stuff on the podcast before but um i used to suffer from anxiety attacks and it'd be like to the point where i couldn't breathe like i would be like laying on the ground like just like i felt like my body was under attack like i don't know how else to explain it like when they say anxiety attack it's like like people use it loosely and they're like oh i almost had an anxiety attack but i'm like no No, like it feels like you're literally (laughs) being attacked someone having a panic attack or an anxiety attack it is terrifying and john like has you know been there for a lot of mine um the worst one i ever had was i was driving home and like it just it was just bad um and luckily i was able to pull over luckily he was there in the car with me so he could kind of uh, help talk me through it and help me get pulled over and then you know from there we were good to go another time both times in the car and again you'll you know yeah. that I do not go on I4 at all right. I do not go and people are like oh yeah. no it's a trigger for me like it's so <laughs> yeah. bad and so one time um, my brother and I were gridlocked and I was driving oh my goodness um, no. and, and that was I mean like we were gridlocked so the difference was with John I was in a moving car right. so it was scary because it was like I needed to be able to pull over to finish this anxiety attack and then have him drive but with ben like we were gridlocked so the the benefit was that um we were able to get out of the car but that i just both times i'm like i'm so thankful that someone was there right who kind of knows oh how goodness. to talk yeah. me through that anxiety but so last night um and for a while i've known that i was going to be on this panel and i've been excited about it i've told you about it i told most about it and i know you guys were like oh should we come and i was like no like i'll probably be too nervous if you come but you know it's fine and like you guys should come to the next one i'm really excited yada 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 told all my friends and family and then i seemed fine and then last night around probably like around 9 30 oh my goodness all of a sudden yeah it was just like 
filled with anxiety. And I remembered when we just recently had a guest speaker who specializes in public speaking. And mm-hmm. I asked her, what is something that I can do if I'm experiencing it? And she said, work out. And I kid you not, I worked out twice yesterday <laughs> and I still was not filled right. with anxiety. So I was like, what do I do? Do I do another workout? And, you know, I kind of felt like I just wanted to burst out crying. Right. And I felt like that was the only thing that I could think to do. But then I also thought if I burst out crying right now, number one, John is going to be like, oh, and not that I don't want him to be there for me, but do you ever feel like if someone comforts you, it gets worse sometimes? Oh, that's real. Okay. That's I'm real glad for it's me. not like, just so, me. A lot of, I, like, yeah. I, I feel like it would have gotten childbirth worse. Childbirth was that for me. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. And just because you're in an extreme You just want to focus and try and to, you know, like, be able to get better so and not. So much pain. And yeah. You're like, don't like, me. Hey, and... go come for her. It'll make her feel better. And I was like, if he comes over here, I will murder him. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. come in my space. Like, and I'm in the zone. that's why I felt like there's times when it's not too bad and I'm like okay you can help talk me through this and we can breathe together and whatever but this is one of those times where I was just yeah like, you just need your don't own really thing. want um him to comfort me at this point in time and I know that if I cry he's going to um and I was like also like if I cry I might just lose it right now um so after like you know freaking out for probably a good 30 minutes I decided to read which is like one of my coping yeah. mechanisms and then after that I decided to write and I wrote out the the talking points that I was going to have the next day um and I told John I was feeling anxious and we talked about it and you know he had to like rub my back forever so I would fall asleep finally <laughs> oh and <laughs> and he sang me print songs oh that's I was, so great it, like singing really calms me down I grew up in a musical household and you know I was trained as a vocalist and so when I hear like someone's voice it doesn't really matter if you know, they're great or not. It just, something about it just makes me feel like my grandparents singing to me at night before bed and that sort of thing. So I was like, will you sing to me? And he sang when Dove's Cry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Guys, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it was really, it was funny. Um, Which, by the way, my favorite lyric is, dig if you will, the picture. Because I'm like, I love that people talked like that back then. Like, dig if you will over here. Um, But yeah, so afterwards, like, I, I was able to fall sleep the next day I woke up the after I wrote the anxiety subsided a bit it was still there um but it was interesting because on the way John and I carpooled into work today I dropped him off and he said to me he was like well if you are feeling this way just about like being on a panel you know are you sure that you want to continue with all the plans that you have for speaking for the rest of the year or are you thinking that that's going to be something that triggers this and you're going to be unhappy? And that's the thing. There are people that are not, they don't enjoy public speaking. Right. There are people like Melissa. She has no, she does not even want to be on a podcast. I'm still <laughs> shocked we got her to be a guest. Okay. Right. There's some people that are like, that's not for me and I don't enjoy it and whatever. But I love it. Right. And it's like, I love it, but my brain forgets that I love it. And anxiety tells me. You don't love it. You're not good at it. The other people on the panel are better than you are. You're going to be horrible. You're going to have nothing to say. You're going to forget, you know, your bio and your intro. And Which you're not all, like, have... not true. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and that's the thing is, like, once I got in there and did it, it went fantastic. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm booking a few clients that were there that day because I met so many new people. Um, I stayed afterwards, and there were so many people there, like, asking me questions and whatever. And I felt great throughout the entire thing right. once it started. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, getting to that point that's why I don't ride like roller coasters because it's it when I'm on them I like them but it's the anxiety beforehand and for me like with a roller coaster 
it doesn't pay off. Like, I'm like, okay, that was fun, but it wasn't worth the anxiety yeah. I had to experience. But with something like this, when it's my business, I feel like I have to push through this anxiety to get to the other side of, like, where I want to be. And that's a struggle because it's like, I do want to speak and I do want to do these things, but you feel, like, so crippled by it, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I will say, um, not just because, um, like we said, we had Dr. Michelle Mazur on and she talked about speaking and I didn't ask her, but from my experience of public speaking and going to speak at um, different work camps and different conferences and speaking to other people who speak, and I always ask people, like, does it get any easier or do you have any, you know, you know, coping mechanisms or what do you do? And they are like, it's terrible every single time. It doesn't even matter if they have a signature talk. Like, yeah, they feel more confident, but because the stages are different and you're uncomfortable with the audience or the environment, you just don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. For example, I had the same talk in Atlanta and I had different, the same talk in Jacksonville. It was literally the same kind of shorter. Um, and in Jacksonville, I was very uncomfortable and it did not go well. And the audience was small. You know, I just didn't have anything to, to feed me really. And so like, you know, I'm saying things and people are like, not responding mainly because it was the end of the 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 um, conference, which is fine. Like the the audience wasn't the problem. It was more me expecting more from the audience. Yeah, you, whereas you, I should have wanted been. to work off of the exactly, engagement and the exactly. And so that to me, I was like, well, that sucks. Oh well, <laughs> which it wasn't. It wasn't bad, and the talk still was good, and people still learned things from it. Um, so another speaker came up to me afterwards, and we had this whole conversation. He was like, no, it was fine. It's just there's nobody in the room. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you yeah. can't. You worked with what you had. You, your conversation and your points were great. You just. You know, you didn't well, and have I have to say, I'm really glad that she did tell me that because I did work out twice. And I think, like, my anxiety yesterday was not the worst anxiety attack I've had right. by far. It was the worst I've had this year by yeah. far. But if you go back to, you know, when I was, like, 19 through 23, 24 is when I would have my worst ones. And those ones were... Like, yeah, it, I like couldn't even do major. anything. Um, but this one, it was, it was, it was not as bad as it usually or has been in the past. And so I think that if I wouldn't have worked out, yeah, it would have been, been a uh, lot uh, worse, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, I was tired. So I was oh able goodness. to go to sleep. Yeah. I was, and I'm that always was a tired godsend. when I go to speak publicly because I usually don't sleep the day before. Yeah. Or we're traveling, so my child doesn't sleep, so we're not sleeping. And so I'm usually, like, dead exhausted. So that makes a good point. And also, when you said when you were younger, I just wanted to point out that 18 to 29-year-olds, 30% of the people who have anxiety, that's 30.2. And then 30 to 44, it kind of jumps up to 35%, which is surprising to me because I felt like maybe when you're younger, you're going I thought you were just changes. about to tell me that it gets lower and I was, I was like, no, Yay! it just gets higher. No, it, <laughs> it just gets higher. But because you understand and you've been yeah, dealing with it for so you long, learn to handle I feel like it you're better. learning to handle it And that better. was my thing is I think that it's been a while since I've had a bad one. So I was so thrown off because yeah. all the things that I used to do um, to be able to cope, it was like, I wasn't, those weren't in practice. And I do things every day without thinking about it. Like it's right. built into my schedule. Like I do yoga, yeah, I you meditate. meditate. And really where did those things st stem from? Because I have high anxiety. Exactly. I don't just do them because I'm like, that seems cool. Although it does. <laughs> and it, you should do it regardless Yoga's if you great. have anxiety or not. <laughs> right. I hear that it's beneficial for people that don't experience extreme levels of anxiety it's still beneficial for them but i can tell you that for me i guess it's been life-changing because i haven't been right. dealing You've with been it fine, for the most part which yeah. is great and for me i'm the type of person that i will still get nervous each time but i won't feel like oh my god this is yeah like yeah. i was literally thinking to myself and it's it's so silly because it was not like this was that big of a deal like it was an expert panel it was you know we talked a bit there was q a it was very casual it was not like so intense, like I'm making it in my head. But I just was like, 
I am going to pretend that someone died or my car exploded so that I don't have to go. But the only reason that I feel like I followed through with it is because I knew that you would be like, so how'd the panel go? And I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> You're like, so my car blew up or somebody like, died? Like, I can lie to them about why I don't show up, but I can't lie to like my friends because you guys know my life. So yeah, you would have like- been able to catch me and be like, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I think it's hard for anyone, obviously, who deals with any sort of um, mental illness, whether it be anxiety, depression, or something else. Um, but I think that in our field, there's, again, while we see famous people actively going through it and doing oh, the drugs, word. and that, that's such a, a thing. But on our end, where it's like just regular people who are still creative and have these creative businesses and have the stress of being entrepreneurs, but it's almost not okay to be like, I can't handle this or I'm feeling super anxious today or I don't want to leave the house today. It's like there's definitely still a stigma and I feel like people worry about, well, if I say this, are people going to want to hire me? Are people going to want to work with me? If I don't seem happy every single day on social media and if I don't seem like everything is, you know, sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, are people going to still want to engage with me? Yeah, and you definitely should. I mean, I feel like we're getting better at it as society because people are more understanding, definitely more than like 30, 40 years ago when those things were still prevalent, but there wasn't medication. There wasn't like, especially now that we're going more towards alternative medicine and holistic healthcare. Um, So there are different ways to deal with these things that are not just prescription drugs. I just watched this crazy prescription documentary on Netflix and it just blew my mind at how much people have to cope and how many drugs they have to take just for pain. And then you get, you know, anxiety because you're taking this medicine and you're on anti-anxiety medications and then you're on antidepressants and then it just all builds up and then you die because your heart gives out and you're like, yes, too much. Like people were taking like 90 pills a day. Like, wow. it was insane. Like, it was just, like, so crazy to I me. I can't even remember to take B12 every single day. I was pregnant and prenatal vitamins were like, <laughs> I was like, if my child needs this because she needs to live, but outside of that, as soon as, I, like, I, I delivered. I put my supplements, like, out like yeah. out of the cabinet so that I remember to take As them. soon as I was done nursing, I was like, also never Also, just from, like, a level of, like, just swallowing all that. Yeah, like, like, ugh. Throat. I feel so full of water after, <laughs> like... Though it's so powerful, but it just because we've all society and the whole we're more connected, so we can see more things and we think that things are more perfect. And I've actually had people say something like, I had a friend text me and she was like, "Oh, you guys go to all these fancy conferences," and it was weird to me because first of all, no, we don't. Um, B, you see me often enough, like she sees me like once a week, like you do. It was weird to me. But it's because she sees social media for some reason. It just like it disconfigures yeah, her view because, or whatever. Like, you're not always necessarily going to share like, oh, hanging out at home, working on the computer. Eating, you know, socks. And like I said, I'm not on Snapchat because I like don't like who cares about my life. Like it's good for other people. But for me, I don't even remember to Instagram. So I would not remember <laughs> to like, oh, got a snap that I'm just sitting at the desk. Here's or- the one thing I will say, though, on the other and like because you're not in the city like we're in different headspaces so but for me like i think i do like that about yeah for, i've because, heard it's good for other people yeah like i feel a little less pressure to be Elsie so perfect a beautiful from a beautiful mess wrote an article that was like a plus on why snapchat works for her for the same reason yeah like i, she I definitely feel like she has to be perfect like, all the time because there's you know obvi- and especially with coming as a background from a photographer like it, it used to even be worse i'd be like there's no way i can put that on my instagram right like, people are gonna judge it blah 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 and with Snapchat, like, that's just kind of melted away. Yeah, I'm and totally going to put the article in the show notes because it really, like, for her, people like you yeah. and who have the same similar mindset where they feel like they have to have this perfect curated lifestyle, whereas 
my Instagram is whatever. I feel like it. Um, Absolutely. But for people yeah. who do you, feel like you, you have already... that pressure, Snapchat honestly is really good for you because mm-hmm. people who are on there are just like, I woke up and this is my bed. Hey, good morning. This well, is my face. Well, that's the thing. Is like, if you're already like totally okay with it and you can be like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to post this and whatever, yeah. then that's, you know, that's great. But if not, like, I, I definitely feel like Snapchat builds. Yeah, bridge, I almost feel like I got. wish. And now I post more like on Twitter and stuff, stuff that, like, I wouldn't post. And it's, it's like, again, it's not stuff that's bad. It's stuff that's yeah. good and that I should be posting. Right. And I should be engaging. I should it be just putting broke myself down out the there. stigma for yeah, you. Yeah, I just, before, was like, I can't. No, I'm not going to post. Like, I, you know, was so crazy about what I would post. And now it's like, I've calmed down yeah. a lot more with now it. Now she posted lemon emo. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> think that happened. But, <laughs> I mean, because you know now that you are your person, you're your own person, you have anxiety, you deal with different things, you can be yourself, you don't have to worry about, I'm Chris Moran, and this is my brand, and this is my personality, and this is my talk show voice, and I'm going to talk like this on the panel. You know, you have your own real Yeah, I person. couldn't even listen to myself for the first few <laughs> podcasts. I, like, I was going up to everyone, and I'm like, how are you guys friends with me? This is my voice, this is crazy. <laughs> Delete me. Well, I'm I was never like, talking what again. is happening? And um, now I'm like... Because, I mean, again, I think Snapchat helped with that because you make these short videos right. and you hear your voice and you're just like, whatever, it's a short little video. It'll be gone in 24 hours. You don't worry about it. But then it extended to me being okay with hearing myself on the podcast. Exactly. So now it's, you're it's just very like, interesting. So it actually, I feel like having the podcast opened the door for you even more of a public speaking because you don't have to worry yes, about absolutely. what you sound like. Like, it's just like, hey. I think that if we weren't doing this podcast that... I probably would have been like, yeah, no to the panel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and again, I had just read The Year of Yes. I was just coming from that mindset. Shonda was like, you and better Shonda say yes. And was like, you better say yes to everything. <laughs> and so I did think about her a lot and the fact that she, I love that she was so open in that book and she talked about how she dealt with a lot of anxiety before giving her big speech. And I'm like, well, if she can do that, yeah. like, and that's kind of the message that she gave was like, if I can do this, if I can get through the anxiety that I'm dealing if with, and Shonda she also was talk. dealing with, you know, <laughs> agoraphobia and things like that. Yeah. Because she also was you know, like, she was overweight and unhappy and not really wanting to leave and feeling anxious and d- depressed and really just kind of like a trifecta of the three of those. And uh, so I was like, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. And that was kind of that's what real. pushed me out of the house this just morning. went outside. But <laughs> yeah. I do want to switch gears a bit because we've been talking back and forth, but I really want to focus on depression for a little bit just because um, clinical depression, but usually I, I feel like you go to a psychiatrist or someone and they actually diagnose you with it because I feel like we've gotten to the world the way that people say, say oh I just feel so depressed when they feel sad yes, and it's but totally it's not the, not same, the same it's completely different and I think that they say women are two times more likely to suffer from depression than men which means you know more than likely a woman especially women of color especially now because we want to talk about um, creative women um, and creative men as well of color have been re- like suicide rates have kind of gone up and um, recently, there have been a couple of like well-known people in the creative community who are, you know, there was, um, I don't like specifically from Blackstock. There was a gentleman, Kenneth D. Um, Wiggins. I want to say it's like he. It was just that he magazine tweeted that he died. It was just like out of the blue. And we're like, you know what happened? And you know, we don't know what happened, but I, I'm pretty sure he yeah. committed suicide just because of the situation and how he was found. But it's just because, especially in communities of people of color. Um, suicide and mental illness in general is kind of like a big stigma we don't talk about it where people say they have problems they're taking prescription medication to help you know with their problems and I'm not saying prescription medication is bad I'm saying when it's used properly which it is you should take it um, then 
it's helpful, but people sometimes are like, oh, you're taking medicine, you're taking crazy pills or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And, you know, always the word crazy is thrown around, especially with black women. If they go to yeah. days, you're a crazy, angry black woman or whatever. And I'm like, uh, it just, uh, especially creatives. It's just, we really need to do better at supporting people when they say they have mental illnesses or when they say they're going through bouts of depression and trying to figure out ways to help them if they need to. And you can't force someone into a situation that they're uncomfortable with, but figure out what can help them cope because coping mechanisms do work. Like you said, you have your cooking mess. John rubbed your back. He sang you some friends. That's not my normal one, but it did work. No, but I'm just saying. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you got to do what happens yeah. to work. Like you have to do those things. Whereas, and that was positive versus something that's harmful, like cutting or, you know, drinking or binge drinking or, you know, going to very dangerous drug taking. So it's just... You know, saying I think that like when you look at the creative community of like famous people, and it's probably because they have that money right. and access to it. But that's why drugs are such a yeah. huge issue, and we lose so many people. So to young, it. like everybody is um, so young now. Absolutely. Like it's ridiculous that people like I didn't because I'm you know like I said we're going back and watching these videos of Prince and everything, and him only being fifty-seven, which is still super young. Yeah. And then you know Michael Jackson was only fifty. Like to me, I didn't even like. Because in my mind, I feel like maybe I think that, like, I forget that Michael Jackson's dead. He's always alive in my head. But he yeah. was only 50 years old, regardless of what type of person he is. That's really young for a person to die. Like, that's ridiculously young. Not and China to mention, as well. like, the 27 Club, where oh, everyone because, is yeah, 27. Amy Winehouse and, and Heath yeah. Ledger was still very... Was he, 20, was he in his thir- early um, 30s? I want to say he, like, was, yeah, a few years yeah. out of the 27 yeah, Club. But he was still, mm-hmm. like, a like a baby Heath. Like, <laughs> like yeah. he was way very too young, young absolutely. To, to have such a tragic death. But that's all because they had to have this kind of persona or this brand that, hey, I'm, a, you know, an actor. I have lots of money, so I have to be happy. Yeah. I and I think that, like, life. for, you know, creatives, like, on our level who are not rich and famous, um, the like, the coping is, like, I'm going to hide it. Like, it's, right. I'm not going to oh, yeah, share. Totally. I, and, and, you know, whether people are dealing with it or not, most of it is going on behind closed doors, which sucks because it'd be so great to have some and that's the thing is like I know that I have friends that I can talk to about my anxiety but it's different than having someone who understands it because like when John said to me like oh well maybe you shouldn't do the speaker series if if it's going to stress you out I'm like that's not what I want to hear I want to speak I'm good at it and when you know when I'm actually doing it I'm enjoying it and afterwards I feel great but it's the before (laughs) that I can't seem to get down yet but I'm like I want to find ways to get through that and I think that you know for someone who's not in my brain it's hard for him to kind of understand that because he doesn't suffer from anxiety yeah Um, and so I think that it'd be so great if so many more creatives like reached out to each other and actually talked about it and could talk about coping mechanisms and that sort of thing you asked (laughs) and there is a solution a small one but it is I when you said that I was like wait there is something which I should have wrote down like at the beginning Uh, Jessica Walsh which is a designer she's an art director at a very um, famous marketing firm in New York but she has um, started the let's talk about mental health um, project and that's also it's like on Instagram and it's a website and it's literally like let's talk about mental health at Instagram like that's the okay, username yay, I need this. and it's amazing because it's all of these creative people talking about their issues with mental health and what they've gone through in like 
stories about people that I've loved for years, like having to hear how traumatic their lives have been and them being, you know, sexually assaulted or in mental, like abusive relationships and things like that. So really take a look at that and put a link in the show notes. But it really, like, I haven't really had time to go because it's, it's heavy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I, it got heavy real fast for me. And so I, I literally like looked at it. I read like a couple stories. And I was like, I gotta revisit, gotta it. revisit it when I'm in a, in a better place or I'm able to be receptive to it because it's very heavy and you really understand what people have gone through especially people who are like I said they're like people I look up to because they're creative like talents are just out of this world I mean I can't be creative like the amount of creativity they have in their pinky I don't have it in my whole body so just that's false it's it's accurate (laughs) it's real especially because if anybody's ever familiar with um, Jessica Wall she um, did a 20 I think a couple days of dating with another fellow creative a couple years ago Timothy Goodman and that was like real just them trying to date and see what's happening because they're in their late 20s and it didn't work out obviously because of different reasons and then she got engaged and then she got married like literally right after but she went through the process of talking about her anxiety and I think that's what really opened up the door for her to do this new project because she talked about anxiety a lot and Timothy didn't really always understand why she did the things she did or why she had like why she couldn't go outside today or whatever the case may be because she had anxiety so i think having this project now opens the door up for people like john like maybe if he doesn't always understand which well, he is very understanding i'm yeah, sure no he, but certain he things is. he's very people read the story i think if anything more than anything he was hoping that whatever he would say to me would like it, yeah he was hoping like if, if it was something that i didn't want right and i think that did, that's yeah. what he doesn't understand is like no i i wanted it because right. to anyone who was sane it would appear as if I don't yeah, want to do like, this. you're like, I don't want to do but it. But I'm like, but. no, I, I do want to do this. My mind is just trying to tell me that yeah, I no. don't. But I know that I do, and that part of my mind is incorrect. Yeah. Well, I want to also talk about positive events. Positive events can also cause depression or anxiety attacks. Like, if attacks, if something really good happens to you, then your body, like, reverse freaks out, and it's like, I don't know what's happening, and then you automatically shut down, which has happened to me before. I've definitely had really great, especially, like, Quitting, like, which people usually say quitting your job or leaving or making the jump or whatever is a big thing and you should be prepared. But for me, it, it was really exciting because this is something we had been planning and then I quit my job and then I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what am I doing? Which is it's good news. It was really great. There was nothing awful about me quitting my job. Like, it was really, like, my business was at a place where we could I could work from home and but then I realized, like, my husband doesn't work here. Like, he works downtown, and there's nobody around. And that's when I started really getting on the internet and finding all you people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you people are coming with me. Like, I need a parade of people to, to be around me. Because at the time, we thought he'd be working at that company having to be downtown for, you know. you know. So I was just going to be at home alone, sitting here by myself with the guys who were doing the lawn, you know, maintenance, kind of waving at them every now and again. But it really did. Like, I really had a, a bit of a shutdown in the beginning. And especially because the circumstances of me quitting the job that I was working was a little weird socially. So it caused a lot of, like, a little bit of drama, I guess. And it, so it was really me saying, oh, snap, I don't have these friends anymore and what am I doing I gotta go find some friends and I'm really glad that I, I did because it did force me to do things that I was uncomfortable with like going to coffee with strange people I had never done that before I'd yeah. never gone to like go out to eat with somebody that I just met on Twitter like I never did that so um yeah just be aware that things that are good can sometimes cause you to have uh different you know reactions and don't be scared that oh no I'm a, like I, I'm selfish and I don't appreciate what's happening to me. you do appreciate it it's just Bad stuff well, and that's happening. the other it's thing real. is like, you know, you can have clinical depression or clinical anxiety like I do, or 
you can be in a position where yeah, you know, just your situational. mental health is just out of you know out of whack, I guess, for yeah. for a time period. And I think that it's so important to check in with yourself, regardless of you know your situation. Check in with yourself and say like, how am I feeling mentally? Because right. people don't do that. We're just running through life sometimes, yeah. and we're not taking and we worry about our bodies and the things that people can see. But sometimes right. we don't worry about well, what what's going on internally, and am I feeling okay? And like, I'm feeling mentally stable. Am I feeling mentally strong? And it's totally okay to be like, you know what? Sometimes I'm not feeling mentally right. strong. And I need to check in with myself and spend time like within myself really and not be like giving to other people yes, all the time. Yes, that's, that's big. Because I'm a huge like, hey, here, you can have all of me. And then when I'm feeling drained, I'm like, oh, snap, I need to go. Like I said before in the podcast, I just don't answer text messages. Like I just you go really off the grid. You didn't answer some of mine from <laughs> yesterday. And I was like, I, our phones were being weird with each other last week. So I was like, I don't know if this is just her being her or if it's my phone week, being yesterday. weird. <laughs> I think so, it was just like my child running around like a crazy just person. like you being used, I was like, I'll just give her a 24 this, hour period. It's my cool. life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always give you like a 24 hour period before I'm like, hey, did you get that? Did you die? Are you dead? Um, <laughs> did you die? But I want to talk about kind of like some coping mechanisms and really they vary from people to people. What works for one may not work for someone right. else. And I don't think that there's a right or wrong so long as what you're doing is healthy and not hurting yeah. anyone and, and that sort of thing. Um, so kind of like starting off and I have not gone to this place. This is not something I've done, but medication, there's definitely people who need it. Um, and and definitely, I think that to me, it's something where I'd rather explore other options. There was a time, um, when I was, you know, meeting with uh, a psychologist and I was thinking I might have to go that route, but I really... I just don't like taking medicine in general. And it has nothing to do right. with like any particular, like, you know me, like even if I have the flu, I'm like, oh God, I gotta Charisma take medication. Going, like like uh, I don't, she even if I have dangerous cold, flu this anything. year, she did not want to go to this doctor. I know. I, and the only reason I did is because I know people die from the flu. So I was like, I'm glad I guess I have did, to do it. Because like, yeah. look at Prince. Like, you exactly. went to the But doctor. I can tell you that if, if people didn't die from the flu and if it was just something that you could like sweat out, I would have just done right. that. Like if I'm sick in any other way, I'm just like, it's fine. Like, I'll, I, I don't even, like, NyQuil, none of that. I don't take it. And it's funny because, like, my friend was telling me, like, oh, do you, um, do you drink Monster? Because I saw this huge sale, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't have energy drinks. Like, I don't have anything, which is exactly right. why when John gave me. She does not me, drink coffee. Just No, I don't drink coffee idea. either. <laughs> and John gave me, um, it was, like, a vegan pre-workout. And he gave me, like, four sips. And I just, it was, it was a no. Oh. It was a no. It was a hard pass because I was so hyper <laughs> oh my because word. my body is not yeah. used to any, I mean, I don't even drink any coffee. So my body was just like, what is happening? I was yeah. and John was I like. I don't understand pre-workout stuff. That's a totally different podcast. That's a totally different podcast. But, but yeah, people it. drink it and I'm not allowed because I'm so hyper. I was like, I banned myself from this. <laughs> You're all I am hyper. not allowed to do this. But for certain people. Meds are the best answer. Exactly. Um, and if they're the best answer for you, then seek help Please. and take them. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, therapy, I think, is huge because sometimes it's great to talk to your friends. It's great to journal your thoughts. But sometimes it's good to help someone kind of be able to organize your thoughts. Right. And to know the right questions to ask to help you get to a breakthrough. I am big on having a third party really help yeah. you figure And someone who's not like... they don't know not you. Ju- yeah, they're not judging you. Like, so last night when I was feeling super anxious like I thought about calling people but I was like I just want to seem like I have this under control whereas like if you have a therapist you can just say which right now guys I'm treating you as my therapist but you know normally you would be able to just go and say like this is what I'm dealing with and you don't have any stigma you don't they don't have 
you know, they're not going to have any thoughts or opinions they don't that are know negative. You, like, um, at all, really, and I can tell you, you like, I worked for a counselor for uh, two years, like, as an intern, and they have seen everything. Exactly. So they're not, they're, it's not like what you're showing them is anything new. Hotlines, or, if you're having a situation like charisma, maybe, and maybe if you were alone and it was yeah. getting out of hand, you could use, like, the hotlines do work. Absolutely. Like, I will say, find Absolutely. the hotlines, go look them up and call those people because they're trained to sit and talk to you and try to talk you down and figure out what they can help you do to cope and try to keep you level-headed. Because so we're on this earth that. to help each other. Exactly. So, you know, like, don't be afraid to seek help from other people because sometimes I think, I think for a lot of people that's the one that works the best and it's also one of the ones that has, like, a huge stigma around it. Right. It's going, oh, I'm going to my counselor, I'm going to therapy. People don't like to say it and people don't like to talk about it, but I, I've seen it work for so many people. So if you're considering it, do it. And there's even, like... Now there's like apps that you can use right. that like get you like faster you therapy and things like that. You can FaceTime with therapist now, so you don't even have to leave the house. You can Skype them, so um, that's all awesome. Yeah. Um, another one is meditation, like I've talked about before, um, and like both of us meditate. Right. And uh, it's there's just apps for awesome. meditation that help you understand how it works. It's literally just taking time out of your day to kind of if it can only be five minutes like five yeah, minutes i do it for 10 difference. normally just 10 um well i mean sometimes i'll do it for longer but on a daily basis i do 10 minutes and there's some people that can just like i'm very introverted i'm very in my mind and i have high anxiety so my brain is always yep. like just like tons of things are exploding out of it and it just never stops um so it's hard for me to be like i'm gonna think of nothing but what i can do is i can do a guided yeah exactly and i still for the most part like when i'm doing yoga i can have no noise and i think it's because there's like the movement so i'm focused on like my body but if i'm just sitting i have to have like something i have to have noise during yoga yeah and so (laughs) yeah but like so i can't like fully meditate without a guide and some people can i mean they're they can do it without it but for me i need the guide to savasana where the yoga teacher in Savasana is guiding us through our meditation during that like five to ten minute period when you're resting at the end of the class when you go to a class and you're just lying there and no one says nothing it's the worst yeah <laughs> and I'm just hanging and out like, like they'll, and they'll foot. tell me like the you know feel the breath coming yeah. through feel it fully exiting feel the pause and I'm like oh like I don't know what it is yeah but it's just really nice just like so they, get, they have great. smooth yoga voice yeah it's so great <laughs> so my favorite one is the magical color shower it's like nine minutes and 50 seconds oh. and it's this Australian guy he has like a beautiful voice and he just like basically takes you on this shower adventure where you're in like a shower that takes these different colors and each color like does some I won't I won't spoil it for you guys yeah. but it's amazing is and it like it, chakra based I'm really excited because chakra is it's like it's really freaking amazing and it's like nine minutes so it's like it's just worth it to try it right. um John at first was like yeah this is probably gonna do like nothing for me and I just told him I'm like sit any way that you feel comfortable so he laid on the ground and then he like kind of like pulled his knees up so right. his feet were flat and he listened to it and probably six minutes in he was completely asleep <laughs> So he went past meditation oh and just was like, his mind yeah. was so clear that he fell asleep. So I think that meditation can do a lot. And I know that um, Russell Brand actually has spoken out a lot about how he's dealt with anxiety, depression, and addiction. Definitely. And that has helped him overcome it. So there are definitely are celebrities who are doing the whole meditation thing as well. Deep breathing, which is very similar to meditation, right. but a little bit different. Um and obviously, anybody who has had a baby probably knows all about that. <laughs> if, like, before having a baby, if you go to a yoga class and you actually, like, a, you know, 
Hatha yoga is more um, breath-based, and they teach you how to breathe. Yoga breaths are completely different, and the way you should breathe, Mm -hmm. breathe, honestly, um, is completely different than the way you actually breathe day-to-day. And runners are also really good at breath training, because if you run long distances, you have to breathe a certain way, and that's just because it... Re, um, it, the way it resets your body and your your mind and everything, so your whole body cycle is being reset when you breathe properly. So um, learn how to breathe. Yes, <laughs> it helps. Um, another, take a deep breath. Another big one for me is um, reading. I've always been like an avid reader, and I love just I, I have a novel with me normally at all times, and I think it's kind of just that escapism, right? Like uh, yeah. Being able to just kind of like leave what I'm dealing with for a moment, and and of course I do love to read business books, and we'll be talking more about that later. And you know I love all sorts of reading. Reading, but I like having a book that just kind of takes me to a yeah, different place. You told place, me to get world. out of this this space right now and yeah. be into anyone else's space. Um, and then last night, what did it was writing. And I used to write a lot, and I used to write poetry. I know you write a lot too. Um, probably like you have less yeah. anxiety than me because you stay on top of all these things. It's not that I, I stay on top of it. And I, <laughs> like, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I think that I think that like for me last night, like I was able to kind of write out my thoughts and then write out some plans, and then I was like, okay. Woosah, I feel better, like I feel grounded, I feel centered. Um, another one that's really big and trendy now is coloring, and I think yes, that that's great. Like, coloring is real. And I think that anybody that gets is lucky enough to get to like work with their hands, like you work with your hands, so you're right. in there, you know, writing Definitely. out things, and that's I think that's so therapeutic. And um, you know, it, I think more people like I can't do what you do. I'm looking at it right Kristen now. Like, got in me awe. a coloring book for my birthday. <laughs> but I'm and like, I great. can color in the lines. I can at least do that. So I'm like, I, you know, I've yeah. been doing more. I of definitely that. love watching my daughter color. Like she, she's coloring. Like it's on my computer. It's everywhere in this house. <laughs> she just, but literally, because I get to see her really be creative and use her imagination. And we have like this big drawing pad that um, another one of my designer friends gave us before she moved, which is basically like blank pages with kind of like a start. And then it's up to the kid to finish it. Even now that she doesn't even really understand all the things that's happening, it's funny to see what her imagination thinks. That's awesome. Also, and even like people are like, "Oh, well, it's like it's just scribbles, yeah." But it's the way she uses it's color her own unique her, ones. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Her and it like, sounds ridiculous. I no, know it kid, doesn't. But <laughs> and it's like, really interesting. You know, sometimes you want to color outside the lines, exactly. which is okay and as well. She always colors outside and the so lines. And so do I. <laughs> and I love to paint too because oh, yeah, I, painting it's, is it's real. not. I'm gonna say it's not hard it's not hard because i don't do anything that anyone would want to look at (laughs) but it's like this the feeling of like making the strokes and stuff is super therapeutic um and then this is gonna sound really funny but i'm telling you this works for me like a charm and that is smelling my husband's chest (laughs) sorry for the tmi but it's it's real like she's like bring your chest to my face the scent of a person that you know and that is like familiar you know like to me it sounds funny but like the smell of tobacco makes me feel really calm because my grandfather used to smoke a pipe and he would smoke it outside but like it was just like you could smell the like hint of tobacco like and so i just when i smell it occasionally like especially if i'm with one of my brothers we'll kind of like look at each other and like put a hand over her and be like oh "Oh, grandpa yeah definitely like um sensory based yeah um, like some people like love the beach some people love the mountains some people love winter some people like that's why essential oils are so big for a lot of people because a lot of those scents really remind you of certain things or they're you know made to specifically trigger certain things depending on where you put them I am into essential oils. Um, if you didn't notice now, now you know. Um, so yeah, those things definitely work out for um, for me. 
uh, dealing with stress or anxiety or depression, I work out in like a crazy person. Yeah. It's unhealthy. <laughs> I work out when I'm, when I'm really stressed, I work out probably three or four times. Like I get, well, so, yeah, I worked out twice yesterday and I'm like, thank real. God. Like, I get crazy. And like yoga is always a big part of my life. Like it's always, it's been for the past five, six years and it really keeps me grounded and centered to just kind of deal with things. There are certain poses that you can do immediately that just de-stressed you just because oh, of the way your be body so is proud configured. Of me. So actually, like when I was reading, I put my legs up on the wall. Oh, and I see? think I think yeah. that I, I, I should have mentioned that before because I, I honestly do believe that that helped because after I did that, I was able to think, okay, because the blood was rushing exactly. to my head. So I was able to think what, like I was able to think more clearly and I was able to say what will help me. And then I said, I can right. write. And so I was able yeah. to do that. So I have severe migraines. I mean, like, obnoxious migraines and they started about a couple years ago and so I've been doing different things to cope with them and they're not as frequent as they used to be having that job was one of the the Mm -hmm. main reasons why they started so I I quit that job mainly because I was having migraines I couldn't go to work so there's no point of me working here when I can't even go to work but um doing different yoga poses because when you have migraines you really want to get the blood to your feet you want to get the blood out of your head. So doing a lot of standing poses and a lot of balance. Whereas when you're having anxiety or you're having different things, lying down yeah. really helps kind of get the blood flowing to your head. It helps you think clearer. Whereas when you have a migraine, you can't think at all. So you need all that blood to get, get out of out. your head right now. So um, doing cardio when you have a migraine, it's not a good idea. But doing slow, controlled standing poses, especially mountain pose, which is literally just standing with your, your heart open. I'm um, good at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Savasana, child's pose, and, and mountain's pose. Say whoever doesn't know what it is and then looks it up is going to be like, well, she's not impressive. <laughs> So yeah, there are definitely different things that we do with coping. And just know that you're not alone. 6.8 million adults deal with anxiety. And that's a lot of people. So don't ever think that I'm the only person. And that's just, you know, like diagnosed. I'm sure the numbers are far greater because there's so many people who don't go because they're afraid of the stigma. Yeah, they have no idea what anxiety even is. They just know they experience experience all these things and they don't Mm -hmm. know why. And then they go to different means of extremities to kind of, you know, it's just all... You just need to figure out what what works for you. Yeah, <laughs> breathe. Say, we're obviously we're not doctors, but I mean for these are real. <laughs> these are the coping things that have worked for me. Right. But I would love to hear you know from listeners like what works for you guys because as you you know heard I was kind of caught off guard last night and I you know the more the more coping mechanisms I have the merrier right. by all means um, you know because for me personally I don't want to take meds. Um, but I'll tell you last night I was like, if I had some meds right here, right now, like I need to calm down and I need to feel not anxious anymore. So, you know, definitely let us know, reach out to us, um, and let us know like if you, you're dealing with anxiety or depression or anything else. And uh, let us know, like, what has kind of worked for you and what hasn't, because totally. we love to hear about it. Uh, of course, as always, you can contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast or Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. And you can Snapchat me at Charisma Moran. And um, we're going to be snapping a little bit today and probably consistently on Tuesdays. Um, so Christmas if you make me do weird things, I know I'm making her a Snapchat, guys. So definitely be <laughs> tuning in on Tuesdays. But I promise I'll try to keep it interesting as much as I can the rest of the week it's just as well. You're just being you. We just yeah, talked just about it. Yeah, just being me, guys. You're going you're gonna to see, like, awesome. workouts and me being in front of my computer. Yes. But 
also you'll see like a lot of lakes and yoga and then like me forcing Central my friends Florida. to snapchat oh, and man. yeah exactly She's taking us by hostage well yeah don't forget to subscribe and rate and review on itunes because that's really how people get to know the podcast more it's one of the most popular podcast uh, platforms that people found podcasts on so get on itunes if you have an account i know you did because you just bought lemonade get on there and, <laughs> and go to our page and Absolutely. say i love this podcast and so don't long. forget to use the hashtag boss so hard exactly. so that we can find you awesome. we will talk to you guys next week awesome bye, bye.